Hey there. I want to thank you for stopping and checking out this podcast. I'm really excited to share with you a little bit of the conversations that I have been able to have with Dr. Meredith McMichael. She is the chiropractor and nutritionist owner of the space that I get to work in in Penyon. Um, and we've had some powerful conversations about how, how our body takes on and can store energy and ways that we get to start that healing journal journey physically and emotionally and how they pair up. Um, so I would love for you to take a listen. Just as a reminder, this is not meant to diagnose or treat any disease or disorder or anything you're experiencing. If you are experiencing anything mentally or physically, as far as health concerns in either format, to seek a medical or uh, medical professional. Um, and if you want to want help with anything that we offer, reach out. Take a listen and let me know what you think. Hello, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this collaboration podcast. Uh, we'll start off by taking a moment to introduce ourselves. I'm Karen Slack. I am a Reiki master, inner light practitioner, intuitive, spiritual life coach um, who uses a bunch of different modalities to offer energy work, meditation, and to help balance all aspects of that self in Mary. And I'm Dr. Meredith McMichael, a chiropractor and nutritionist. And through nutrition and postural alignment, I help individuals get their body functioning properly. But we've really been connecting the need between the actual physical work that I do with chiropractic, with nutrition, combined with the more spiritual, energetic health of the body. Absolutely. We've had a lot of really great conversations about trauma or intense emotional experiences and how we experience that physically and how we experience that energetically. And for myself, when I first got into this work, I leaned much more into the emotional and spiritual side of things. So to have you to talk with where we can connect what those look like together and how those infuse has been a really cool conversation. Definitely. And like you said, obviously I focus more on the physical side and it wasn't until a event with myself where I realized I need something more than just the physical care. There's more going on in my body that needs to be addressed right now. Absolutely. And I was earlier today, uh, two podcast episodes ago, I put out a podcast about traumatic energy in our body and some of the ways, one of the ways to help move through that is our body needs to feel safe. And it has spawned conversations <clears throat> about moving from the emotional spiritual into the physical and moving from the physical into the emotional spiritual. Um, but why don't we have a conversation first about the notion of trauma energy or an intense emotional energy and what that looks like. Definitely. So basically, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> trauma doesn't have to be physical, guys. It doesn't have to be you being in an accident, breaking your leg. Trauma can be too like intense feelings. It can be Witnessing an uncomfortable interaction between other people. It doesn't even have to involve you. It can also be feeding yourself like toxins. If you're eating 
foods that don't agree with you or you're smelling fragrances that your body does not like. All that eventually can start causing trauma in the body as we're repeated or as we're exposed to it repeatedly. Yep, absolutely. And I know from the energetic emotional side of things, um, we can store, we take on these emotional experiences in our life and sometimes they're ours and sometimes they're others and sometimes they're generational um, and they're not necessarily an single instance of traumatic experience but an intense emotional experience that maybe we've had over time or that we wouldn't normally peg as trauma so I guess initially I like the fact that we are broadening the concept of what our dialogue is with trauma energy that it can be um, an intense emotional experience or an intense physical experience that you have over time right and I feel like I've been having this conversation with patients a lot recently you know they're like I don't know what I did to start feeling this pain and you know old me would have been like well it's the way you sit it's the way you stand it's the way you work But it's so much more than that. I'm realizing you can be doing everything physically perfect in a sense. But if you're feeling emotions or you're constantly exposed to these little traumas, eventually it builds up. And that's what's creating turmoil in a lot of individuals' bodies right now. Mm -hmm. And one of our conversations has talked about how we have this like... We have these experiences outside of ourself that can be intense. And then we have this experience in our body that can be intense. And one of the things that combines those is our energetic self, our Definitely. spiritual self. Definitely. Um, so when we're talking about trauma and intense emotional experiences... One of the things that we have talked about and that we've come across in some of our research is secondary trauma or secondary intense emotion or generational experiences. Yeah. And this is like we talked about. It doesn't have to directly affect you. It can like indirectly affect you. Maybe something is said to your partner or significant other, but then you somehow feel triggered to it. Um, One of the articles I was just reading was talking about a girl driving to work and there was a traffic jam but because she had been in such like a heightened state lately that small traffic jam wasn't enough to turn like downward spiral into the rabbit hole of lots of health issues coming up for her like we said it's it's not one major event she didn't get in a car accident in that but just the stress of being in a traffic jam was the final straw that broke the right. camel's back for her. So it's like, um, like we it's like we store up these experiences, and then Definitely. little experiences trigger these bigger experiences. Right, Absolutely. and it's kind of like a ticking time bomb. When is it going to erupt? Yep. And I think that's what we're seeing in a lot of patients. It's finally hit the fan, and they're like, yep. "I got to do something about this," but I don't know what to do or who to contact or where to to even begin. And it's not sustainable anymore. Right. We've had a couple of years that have put people in that fight or flight energy, whether it's global situations or individual situations or both. Yep. 
um, internally, externally, what have you, and it's not sustainable anymore. No. I know one thing that I see often with my clients is my more empathically inclined individuals that are affected by others' experiences and others' energy and others' emotions. A lot of them, them are really, they're carrying this energy that they don't have to or that they don't know how to work through and it's become more intense because everybody's become more Definitely. intense. Or we don't know how to let go of it. That, yeah. That's one of my issues that we're right. still working on. Yep. So yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned fight or flight. So let me, can I take a minute to explain? I, it. I love the way you explain So it. what is fight or flight? Essentially, guys, this is when our sympathetic nervous system gets stimulated in the body. This system is supposed to be stimulated in order to protect you. But what triggers this response is different for everyone. So basically, let's go back to caveman days. When your fight or flight response was triggered, that's because you're running away from the bear. But nowadays, we have so many little triggers like someone yelling at you or my favorite is walking through the mall or a store and getting a whiff of something that smells awful. Those are triggers for our fight or flight response. Now the body doesn't know the difference of are you legit in a life dangering situation like running away from a bear or have you just been exposed to a toxin that does not agree with you? No matter how big or how small that stressor is, it's still going to trigger a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't to say that the fight or flight response is bad and you never want to be in it. No, we have a fight or flight response for a reason, but too many of us are hanging out in this fight or flight and we need to get back to more rest and digest. So this is when the parasympathetic nervous system is stimulated and it literally does what it says. It allows us to sleep good. It allows us to digest our food. And Karen and I have been talking so much about individuals struggling with digestive troubles, with trouble falling asleep at night or not being able to stay asleep, not getting like that good quality rest. And it's all coming back to them being in fight or flight. So this is what our goal is, guys, to teach you the difference between these two systems in the body and recognize, okay, I'm in fight or flight. What can I do to help bring me back to more of that rest and digest system instead? Mm -hmm. So then when something really bad does happen, your fight or flight response can respond appropriately instead of constantly always trying to be taking charge, I guess. Right, absolutely. Because when you're in fight or flight, like I said, you don't break down your food, you don't sleep, your blood pressure increases, it can cause heart problems, it can cause breathing problems, like it can cause hormonal problems. Lots of processes cannot take place when we are in fight or flight. So in order to get your body functioning properly, we need to get back to rest and digest. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things that I've noticed with, from an emotional or spiritual standpoint is, or energetic, I should say, um, an emotional or energetic standpoint is 
the events that happen throughout our day that trigger an emotional response. And when we have these emotional reactions that are, whether we're hurt or whether we're, we're fearful or we're, it triggers an anxiety experience in us um, on an emotional side, <clears throat> that can throw us into that fight or flight. And when we're in that fight or flight, we aren't open to our heart. We shut down our heart energy and we close our energy in. And we've talked about that and how we close off our heart chakra. We close off our solar plexus and we start over logically trying to process things versus feeling them. And, and I know for myself and I've seen it in clients where there's certain emotional experiences that we have that trigger that fight or flight response. And if we're not realizing that it's happening and we're just continually pushing through, we're storing that response and not moving through it. Definitely. And that's when we store those emotions and we don't incorporate them or liberate them. Yeah. Um, and then we store it in our body. It moves through our energy field and into our body and hangs out when it shouldn't. Right. And I just want to touch on how you said we shut down our heart. So we all know, guys, our heart is located in your chest. So let's talk about two different people, for example. You have the person who walks into the room, who stands up tall, their shoulders are pulled back. They're confident, right? They are on top of the world. They are on cloud nine. Nothing's going to stop them. But then on the flip side, think about someone who's hunched over, has their arms crossed, um, arms crossed, arms across the front of their body, closing their chest off. You know, they don't have that self-confidence. They don't have that high vibration. You might not even notice them when they walk into the room. So as a chiropractor, this is what I see a lot. People coming in with very poor posture and adjusting them definitely helps. But until we address that energetic component, they're they're not going to stand up tall. They're not going to be confident. They're not going to radiate that positive mm -hmm. vibration that they should be giving off. So that's what we mean when we say the heart chakra shuts down. But then not only that, the solar plexus, what do you say? The solar plexus closes, shuts down as well? Well, I feel like it actually can do either. It can close off or it becomes overactive. Okay, because definitely. Because we've talked about how when we shut our heart down, yep. we have a tendency, our solar plexus and our brow chakra are the two that jump in to compensate for our heart. Definitely. So that it, our chakra system is meant to work with each other. Right. So when one chakra is a little bit lower, the other ones kick up and it, that's how our energy moves and balances. However, that's not sustainable long term. Definitely. So when people have shut down their heart energy and not just because they simply couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't at this time. So they yep. don't, they do, their heart shuts down, then their solar plexus and their brow take over and they're not meant to do that work. Right. So over time, it's like they're overactive and they get stressed out. Definitely. Does that make sense? It sure does. But then not only that, <laughs> like Karen said, sometimes the solar plexus shuts down, but sometimes then it becomes overactive. And a lot of times this is where I see like symptoms of like IBS or irregular digestive patterns, you know, maybe no matter what's going on, you can't figure out why you just constantly have diarrhea or no matter how well you nourish your body with hydration and movement and fiber, 
you're still constipated. So it's a matter of that energy flowing properly between our chakras to help the digestive tract function properly as well. Right. And also, um, on the flip side of that, for those of us that are like me, that are more emotional and more energetic and more spiritual, and we live in that spiritual and energetic energy, and we find that we're stuck in these emotional patterns and we just don't understand how we're getting out of them and we're not able to connect with the lessons and then our body kicks in and we start having these physical issues and often from an emotional point or an energetic point we're living in the spiritual perspective but our body is also holding this wisdom or holding this energy and we don't connect them right so we have to bring our awareness back into our body and look at the whole self. And when we incorporate some of those physical care things, it can help balance out that emotional energy we're in. But having both is important because that physical care grounds that energy and starts moving it and help the body feel safe so that we then can address the emotions that are coming up. We then can embrace the lessons that are coming up. When I sit here with clients, one of the main things we do have been doing with so many energy sessions and so many meditations is incorporating grounding safety and stability techniques because until the body feels safe it can't address the underlying emotional energy or trauma right speaking of your grounding and stability visualization shall we tell them what happened a couple <laughs> weeks ago absolutely <laughs> so you know it's a casual well, it must have been a Monday. Monday are like my administrative days. Had a to-do list a mile long. I was not hungry, guys. And this is not like me. Like, normally, every three to four hours, like, I got to have my meals. Like, that's just who I am. And so then it was the afternoon, and Karen's like, well, I'm going to do a stability and safety visualization. Do you want to join? And I'm like, absolutely. So we're sitting down, and we're doing our work, and all of a sudden... My stomach starts growling and I'm hungry and I'm like, gosh, is this lady ever going to stop talking so I can go eat my lunch that's been waiting for me? And we got done doing the visualization and I literally ran upstairs to eat. But looking back, reflecting, it's because I was in fight or flight. I didn't have anything major going on other than, you know, 10 little tasks on my to-do list. But that was enough stress to stress me out, to put me in fight or flight, to take my appetite away. Yep. So something as simple as, I think it was what, a 14 minute meditation and I was back to myself and my appetite was good and the rest of the day was great. So just look guys, what does your everyday life look like? Like, are you putting too much on your plate at one time that's causing you extra stress that you don't need? Mm -hmm. I know for me, having more than five tasks on my to-do list is too much, but it was a Monday and I felt like, oh, I could do all 10 of these things and my body said otherwise mm -hmm. and gave me signs. So listen to those signs that your body's giving you. It's pretty cool what they're trying to Absolutely. tell you. But then also the fact that I addressed it right then and there, whereas some people would just be like, no, I didn't eat today. No, I don't have an appetite. No, I'm not really hungry. 
And before you know it, you've gone four years without nourishing your body properly. Then we have an even bigger hole to get you out of. Absolutely. And I think this is a good place to interject the notion of this gets to be a conversation you have with your whole self in a compassionate, forgiving way. Definitely. This isn't a way to look at, quote unquote, what you're doing wrong. Right. This is a new way to look at things so that you can care for your whole self and get to understand yourself. And I know for me, that's one of my things is allowing that compassion to, you know what, it may not be doing the best things in this area, but what can I do now to help start shifting that energy? Right. Versus it then being one of my fight or flight responses or one that triggers that fight or flight response for me is having all of these things that I'm supposed to do, not knowing where to start and feeling like I'm wrong if I don't do them all right now. Definitely. And so that compassion piece has been a key point for me in allowing myself flexibility with, it's okay if I don't do all these things now. Yep. What's one little thing that I can accomplish right now? Right. What's one thing that's going to make you feel good and start moving that needle Absolutely. in the right direction? But I love that you also mention how we have to address these situations when we come up, when they come up, because if we don't address this energy that we're experiencing, if we try to numb it, bury it, put it off to the side, it just becomes stagnant energy in mm-hmm. our body. Mm-hmm. So can I geek out for a second on the way we bring energy in? Go right ahead. So this is, I have to admit here, I never was one. When I got into Reiki and intuitive work, it was all emotional, all spiritual. And being able to understand how we incorporate that physically has like really excited me. So the energetic portion of our body Um, We have this energy field around us called our aura and we bring it, we have these experiences throughout our life and throughout our day and throughout our week where we are in this energy, whether it's positive energy or negative energy, we welcome the energy into our body through this aura system and our chakras are a system, energetic system that's supposed to help incorporate that into our body. Well, our chakras then work in conjunction with our fascia system with our nervous system and with the endocrine glands. Like there's specific glands and organs that resonate with these chakras. And it's really cool to see how much they are aligned together. And when I was doing my research for the unique chakra series that I offer, there it was really cool to see that a lot of these like Reiki and chakra system are ancient energy alternative medicines that have been around for eons. And they line right up with the systems in the body that they're just now finding how closely they line up. So we take this energy into our aura. Our chakras start to incorporate it. And then our chakras, if we don't work on resting and moving through those energies or those emotions, or we don't rest and digest the energy or emotions that we're in, then they start going into our body. And it starts to affect our... (laughs) Echo does not like that thought. Um, It starts to affect our nervous system, our endocrines, and our fascia, probably through the fascia first, which is your end. I'll let you go with that. But it's really cool to see how it actually, to have a logical process of where that energy goes. Definitely. And this is where 
I've been loving diving more into this, how trauma is stored in the body. For the exact reason Karen said, we learned so much about the fascia, which obviously we touched on in chiropractic school, but the fascia, it's like between the skin, between the muscles, between the organs. How did that one article explain it? Like if you peel the orange peel off, you know, that like white stuff between the peel and between the actual orange. That's kind of what the fascia is. It like weaves in throughout the body. And in that fascia, it can like get adhesions. It can stick together. It can be very difficult to unwind, to release the tension there essentially. And I've seen this so much in patients where you're adjusting them, they're going to massage, they're getting acupuncture, they're working out. But for some reason, they like just can't relax. No matter what they do, they come in, there's still knots in their muscles. There's still tension in their bodies. And that's what we've learned that those adhesions in our fascia is actually like stored trauma. It's stored energy, stagnant energies hanging out in the fascia system of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So then we take it to the next level because I'm like, well, How is it stored in the fascia? What is this? So now we're going to talk about like positive ions, essentially. That's what gets stored in the fascia. They're ions in the body. They're not supposed to be there. Ions are electrically charged. They're supposed to be flowing through our bodies, moving around. But like we said, if the energy is stagnant, they're going to be stuck. So... We got to nerd out for another second here because I got to tell you about how these ions affect the nervous system. So these ions are super important for communicating through different parts of our bodies. When we trigger this fight or flight response, the nervous system is sending so many signals. It's using so many positive ions to communicate, to tell the heart to pump faster, to Tell the muscles to move faster, start running faster away from that bear, to send signals to the eyeballs, to open up your eyes, make it so they can see better, see more of what's going on around. So lots of signals are happening. We're burning through these positive ions. And this is how it now connects to nutrition for me. Because if we don't replenish those positive ions on a daily basis, the body eventually cannot send signals anymore. And that's where the body shuts down, whether it be on a physical level or energetic level. And we start to see disease create in the body and energetic imbalances show up. So Mm -hmm. very important, guys, to address this when we first notice it instead of like trying to numb it trying to bury it trying to save it for a rainy day because you can either address it when it first happens or your body's gonna tell you when it's going to address you like Karen and I were just talking about you know she's had this lovely cold hanging on and 
it was just a matter of when I get done, when I get done, when I get done, I'll deal with it. Well, guess what? Her body chose for her and said, no, you're going to rest. What was it? Like almost 10 days that you yeah. were yep. out of the office. Yep. So like I said, listen to your body and handle it then, or your body's going to make the decision for you. Yep. Absolutely. And it's, I, that was one of the signs, like looking back on my winter, um, the end of November, December, and the beginning of January were filled with a lot of life stuff. And there was a lot to accomplish. And it was a lot of planning and organizing, which are not are not easy necessarily tasks that I lean into. And I also, looking back on it now, recognize that this was preview patterns from earlier in my life that I didn't know about at that time. And I do know now. So to address the emotional experiences I've had through the years due to this is also part of what happens through November, December, and January for me. And I remember one of the things I kept saying is, I just need to get through the month. I just need to get through the month. I just need to get through. And that consistent, I just need to get through. I just need to get through. Eventually, my body's like, mm, no, we're done. And I got the flu. Now, I'm not taken away from how these illnesses happen physically in right. my body. I'm talking about the fact that I do recognize the flu slowed me down. Yep. And for me, it's important for me not to judge myself and how it happened and what I could have done wrong and what I could have prevented, but it slowed me down. And what what do I need to address? Why am I slowing down? Yep. What do I need to address? So I leaned into some Reiki and I did some Reiki throughout. And since then... I've had realization after realization come in about myself, spiritually, emotionally, um, as well as I've been working on healing physically. And yeah, there's still times where I can feel it in the different areas in my body. And I am away from the flu and away from whatever that came, but I can still feel those imbalances. But when they come up, I can realize, okay, A, is this a stress response? B, how do I balance it out and what can I do? And as I balance out other areas, I'm able to see more where that fight or flight happens. Definitely. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be there anymore. I was there all the time and I'm not there anymore. I don't want to be there. So balancing it out. That being said, guys, once you <clears throat> lean more into this rest and digest stage, you're like, oh, wow, life really does get to be great. It doesn't have to be jam-packed schedules go 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 always looking for like the next best thing it's okay to slow down smell the roses enjoy the sunshine today like it's actually really cool to slow down and i feel like there's just so much hype and pressure now that if you're not going 24 7 if you're not turned on 24 7 Mm -hmm. you're gonna miss out yep and i feel like so I want to go back a couple years to my first experience with Reiki and like energetic work. So I had started my own business, finished chiropractic school, just got out of a very toxic relationship, was also bartending at the time to supplement my income from starting a new business. I worked seven days a week at the office, just sat there waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for the next patient to come in. It was great. Like I said, I was always turned on. I was always available until it wasn't, until the day I couldn't get out of bed. And my mom had to come get me 
out of bed and say, you're not going to work. Give me your list of patients. We're going to the doctor. And she put me in the car and took me to the doctor's. Went to the doctor's. The doctor's like, well, we don't know what to do, so we're going to send you to the emergency room. Guys, I don't even remember going to the emergency room for the most part. Like, that's how odd of it I was to, like, be able to sit down, do nothing. Was not in my vocabulary. Had not been part of my lifestyle. So, to get knocked down like that, and, you know, they gave me the diagnosis of mono. They gave me some IV, told me I was dehydrated, and to go home and rest. Okay, whatever. So go home, rest, do all the things, but I still don't feel great. And when I mean do all the things, I literally was resting. I made time for breaks in my work schedule to take naps and just sit down. But I was also doing chiropractic. I was doing massage. I was doing acupuncture. So once a week, I had some sort of self-help for my body, essentially, but I just couldn't get past that next level. I hit a plateau. And that's when I reached out to an energy healer, I guess, a Reiki master. I don't really know what her title was. Um, but that's when I saw my breakthrough was after a couple energy Reiki sessions. And that's what was holding me back. Energetically, I had shut down, had stagnant energy in my body. And until I realized it and addressed it, I couldn't move forward. Right. And I feel like <clears throat> I want to interject the notion that from an energetic and emotional standpoint, sometimes Reiki and meditation, there is work that happens there. There is those emotions that you haven't been feeling or that energy that has been stored in our body comes up to be addressed. And it's, I had a... I, just did an Instagram post on it yesterday. It come it comes up to show you where the attention gets to happen. Mm. And it's not like we talk about it, the things rise to the surface to be addressed. Okay, that's great, but we don't discuss what that being addressed looks like. Right. Sometimes you do feel these emotional experiences or you do have to work through some of that shadowy experience. However... When we're doing energy work and meditation, one of the purposes of that energy work in meditation is to help you move through it and to help you embrace it with some more compassion and a more open mind to be able to move past it and beyond it. So sometimes this work does come not only with physical experiences that you have, but emotional experiences. Definitely. And to offer the flip side of Okay, you're, you mentioned how you're st you were stuck in your body and you had to move through energy to connect to that emotional, spiritual aspect. If you're stuck in that emotional, energetic aspect and disconnected from the body, sometimes that looks like you just feel like you're continuously going through the same emotional pattern or you're continuously faced with the same lesson and you just don't know how to move through it. You just don't. You keep hitting a wall and you don't know why it's happening. And you're living in this frustrated hamster wheel state and you don't quite know how to move through. Chances are you can be stuck in your mind figuring out logical stuff. 
you're stuck in your emotions and you have to ground that energy through your body, find that safety so you can digest that energy deeper. And sometimes when we move through it physically, we then incorporate some of those body chakras like our root chakra for that safety and stability, that sacral chakra for our emotions in our past maybe childhood experiences or our solar plexus for that confidence and that power to move through. So you can be stuck in the emotional aspect of it or stuck in the physical. And sometimes when you're stuck in the emotional and you're not quite ready to move through that and you don't have that safety to be able to move through the traumatic energy or experience, you have to find that safety in the body, which is what we talked a couple of sessions ago. So I love that the it gets to be like a, a flipped experience, whether you, your body is crying out for the, the energetic emotional experience or your energy emotion is crying out for that safety experience. Yeah. And like we talked about, you know, planning for this, we have some clients, mutual clients who would totally benefit from energy work. However, they are not safe. They are not ready to address what's going on yet. So they're more comfortable on my chiropractic table, on our massage therapist table, taking yoga classes here in the office. So they have to work through to find that safety so then they can address the energetic Mm -hmm. imbalances. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the flip side, I know Karen has some clients going through some deep, heavy, emotional stuff right now. They aren't quite ready to let someone else put their hands on them. They're not ready for the physical intervention. Mm -hmm. So it changes, guys. Yes, energetic and physical therapies work well together, but that's not to say... One week you need chiropractic, one week you need energy. One week you need chiropractic, one week you need energy. Sometimes it more looks like, okay, I need six chiropractic adjustments. Now I feel safe. Let me dabble with one energy session. Nope, that was not right. I'm going to come back and do two chiropractic sessions. Okay, now I'm feeling really good. Let me take on six, seven, eight Mm -hmm. energy sessions before you need another adjustment. So you just have to listen to your body. See how you react respond to each treatment to know what exactly your body needs and depending on the season of life you're in they could be very different very different in terms of like what treatment you're receiving and on a note with that too with that too the energetic and meditative concepts they get to be customized for what feels safe for you. Some people are not comfortable with laying on the bed for the Reiki session. They feel exposed and it, it just feels weird and they don't want to. They don't know why. Okay, let's sit in a chair and do some chair Reiki first. I don't think I can sit for a whole hour laying on that bed. Okay, let's do 15, 20 minutes and then we'll talk about what comes up in that process. Yep. Some people want tools so that they can start to feel more safe at home. Maybe we'll do meditation that we can record and you can take with us. So... There is ways we can flex even with this energetic environment to help cultivate that for you. Yep. Same thing, even with chiropractic too. Some people have no issue coming in, laying right down on the table. Some are hesitant about it. Some, we have to do some adjustments sitting up. Some, there are certain areas of their body we don't touch. So same thing. It's just very 
individualized to what are you comfortable with right, right now. Absolutely. So we have talked about, <clears throat> and I know that we, I know I could continue to talk for hours on it. Right. Um, but with all of these notions that we've talked about, where do they start? So I love this. One of the basic things, Karen, this kind of took us a little bit, I'm not going to lie, to figure out what's like one stepping stone starting point we can give our listeners today. So as far as like the physical side of healing your trauma, one thing you can start with is incorporating minerals into your lifestyle. Now you're like, minerals, what are those? Minerals are essentially the positive ions. They're what gets trapped in our fascia. They're what signals between the cells in the body, between different parts of our brain to communicate with each other. They get used up very quickly when we are stressed. So if I was to give you one piece of advice, something you could do today, it would be incorporate a mineral drink each day. Now, a mineral drink includes a good source of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. Those are three positive ions commonly used in the body. And like I said, they get depleted very quickly when we are stressed. So it basically, for a non-sciencey person like myself... Mm -hmm these minerals help the actual energy charge in our cells move through. Correct, yep. And then, of course, our ener- when we have an electrical energy, we have that magnetic and that reaches into the energetic sort of portion. Correct. My, more energetic. Portion. Yep. Okay, perfect. And then on a nutrition level, like I said, it helps the nervous system communicate properly. It's also great for hydrating the body it's great for the pancreas so balancing your blood sugar it's great for the liver and the gallbladder to detox it's great for the kidneys to help filter out waste it's great for digestion to get those bowel movements back on track so minerals would be my go-to and we talked about when we were talking about how those minerals affect the body completely end up with the chakras heart chakra solar plexus sacral chakra root chakra all of like some powerhouse chakras to help us where we store all the trauma. Exactly. So um, what would be your advice for starting on an energetic level? What what do we do? I would definitely say meditations or energy work to help ground and build that safety and security. Um, last week's podcast or the last podcast I recorded was that safety and security meditation. And if it was a go-to piece, I would say listen to that. Um, some people are like, I can't meditate. Okay. That's where maybe you come in for a mini energy session or we do it virtually and we work on safety and stability in your root chakra and incorporating that through your body so that we can teach your body that it's okay to slow down. It's okay to be still and it's okay to start processing that it's safe. Um, a lot of that is grounding energy. Um, there are different playlists, different sounds that can help trigger that grounded energy, um, different hurts. Um, you could look up like root chakra or grounding music. I know for me, one of them is brown noise. Yeah. Um, there's also like sounds of nature. The ocean is very grounding to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, breathing, being still, and 
I fully understand how that's not easy for people. I understand on a personal level and with the experience I have with clients how meditating and energy work are not easy for some people. But we can customize it to start incorporating some of that safety and stability energy. Definitely. Um, And that being said, Karen does have a great safety and stability. Like she said, it's the podcast before this one. Um, Even if you don't sit completely still, Mm -hmm. turn it on while you're driving, guys. To meditate, you don't have to close your eyes, be completely still, think zero thoughts. I know sometimes I just put it on, put my headphones in while I'm like doing the dishes or folding laundry. But just hearing those simple phrases that you are safe, you are rooted, you are grounded is enough to get me into that rest or digest mode. It starts influencing that experience into your life. And listening to things that help ground your energy during the little experiences when you feel overwhelmed can be can start to influence that energy in your life. Um, For people that aren't, the safety and security meditation is like 14 minutes long. On my website, I also have a grounding and opening meditation, which a lot of people enjoy, and it takes us through the visualization of a tree. Um, Going out in nature is a great way to ground your energy. Um, But yeah, you don't have to. If you're listening to a meditation in your car, don't do it if you get sleepy during meditation. Obviously, be safe while you're moving mechanical items. Um, But like in the car, walking, exercising, um, doing chores, you get to start teaching yourself that it's safe to balance that energy. Mm -hmm. Very cool. You are safe and we are here to support you in whatever way we can to start addressing this trauma and get you towards living your best life. Absolutely. And if you've listened to this podcast and you're like, okay, this is great, but I have no idea. I have no idea where to begin. I have no idea where to start. Reach out to us. Uh, Chances are, if you're hearing this, you at least follow one of our podcasts. Go follow the other person podcast. If you don't, find us on social media. Reach out to us and be like, okay, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Try the, the minerals. Try the safety and grounding meditation. Give yourself compassion and time to incorporate it. It's not a one and done situation. Right. So, and then reach out when you're ready to do more. There will be more to do, but those are good places to start. Absolutely. Because here we are, I think six, it might even be closer to seven years after my little experience and still learning, still Mm -hmm. working through stuff. There's stuff that comes up a couple times a week. Absolutely. So. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for Um, joining. Do you want to mention real quick where people can find you? And I'll share where people can find me. On Instagram, Dr. Meredith McMichael. On Facebook, Meredith R. McMichael, comma, DC, comma, MSACN. And I'm the owner here at the Health Collective where Karen gets to work with me. Absolutely. I work here in the Health Collective. Um, I have a beautiful space back here. You can find Unique Beauty and Meditation on Facebook, on Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. Just look up Unique Beauty and Meditation and follow on all those places. As well as visit my website. A couple of things. There's like a journey to receive and a meditation. So you can check it all out. Love it. Very cool. Thank you everybody for being here. And don't forget to celebrate your uniquely beautiful self.